I think for me, sharing is really important in the shifting of consciousness. It's, it's really important in getting a new idea across where, wow, like I'm giving people permission to talk about these things. And I've received so much positive feedback by from saying like, wow, like thank you so much for being open and honest and truthful and authentic and just who you are in all aspects of your life because it's given me permission to do the same. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Looking Up Podcast. One of the reasons why I love doing this show and I've been so happy every time I leave an episode is because of the wonderful people that I meet. This episode is no exception. Mickey Agarwal is a force. I left her house feeling so energized that I could actually run through a wall. I mean, this woman's incredible. She started three companies, first Wild Foods, which brought gluten-free and organic options to one of our favorite foods, pizza and pasta. Two, Thinks, which created one of the first period-proof underwears that actually works. And third, her most recent startup, Tushy, which is selling bidets to the average consumer at a $65 price point, saving them money on toilet paper and saving the environment and their health at the same time. Mickey's track record in entrepreneurship is interesting to me because she goes where no one else will go. But not only that, she goes where people won't even talk. Subjects that people won't even discuss. Taboos. Um, Think about periods. Before Mickey started Thinks, the idea of publicly discussing a period or even posting advertisements about periods, even in a progressive city like New York City, was absolutely verboten. She changed that. She fought the fight and Thinks advertisements were all over the subways in New York years ago. Tushy, another concept, nobody wants to talk about what they do in the bathroom. I can't even say it explicitly right now. We talk about it in the episode. But there's obviously issues and you know we've been doing the same thing in the bathroom for hundreds of years. So it's incredible that Mickey's changing it up. We talk about a ton of interesting subjects. Um, Mickey's also an author. She wrote a book most recently called Disrupt Her, which is about breaking through the patriarchy and empowering women entrepreneurs. I'm really excited to read that one. Um, and before that, she wrote a book called Do Cool Shit, which is how to build your own career, your own life, design the life that you want. We talk about sharing authentically, taboos, her definition of integrity. And then we also dive deep into a discussion around EM radiation and how that's being swept under the radar, but we're all exposed to it through Wi-Fi and 5G. It's a really interesting conversation, and I'm so grateful that Mickey joined me. I hope that you enjoy the episode. There's more information on Mickey and her projects in the bio, in the information section below the podcast. So without further ado, Mickey Agarwal. Thank you, Mickey, for coming on the show today. Um, taking a leap of faith on me. I know that it's a, a new podcast. You've never heard one episode before and you've been invited <laughs> to a lot of interviews. Yeah, it's true. Uh, um, so I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you taking the time uh, to hang out. Of course. So, you know, look ups a little bit about um, digital wellness and humane tech or our interaction with technology in the modern age. And, you know, obviously you have a ton of accomplishments, but since we're limited on time, I wanted to just talk to you a little bit about your relationship with social media 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've noticed that you you post a lot of your life. You share a lot with those who follow you, and you have a public account. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, why do you share so intimately um, with strangers? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think because it gives people another sort of data point on what is acceptable in the world and in society. And I think that we've lived in a world where we've had to follow rules and we've had to follow a set of guidelines based on our parents, based on their parents, based on what our, you know, what what society says, based on what our teachers say, based on what we've just been indoctrinated to believe. And I think it's so, so hard for people to get away from that because they're just, it's the indoctrination runs so deep. Um, including wiping your ass with dry paper, which is a project (laughs) that I'm really excited about breaking that sort of indoctrination instead of using dry paper, using fresh water. Um, But it's, it's just for me, I just think that, you know, I grew up in um, a very open sort of, I mean, Indian Japanese, so traditional, Mm. but very open sort of ideas, sort of allowing a flowing of ideas. And Mm. there was never, I never felt inhibited and never felt I couldn't talk about things. I could just talk about anything. And I feel like when I came to, from Montreal to New York, Mm. New York city specifically, especially, and then, and then going into business and then realizing that, Oh wow, wait, you can't talk, you know, having these conversations about poop or periods or pee, you know, even, even gluten-free pizza, my first business, like (laughs) wild, right? Wild. yeah. Yeah. And which I still have four locations. Um, people didn't want to talk about food or don't tell me how to eat. I eat how I eat, you Mm -hmm. know, and everything. Don't tell me how to, you know, manage my period. Don't tell me that I should spray water up my butt. No, no, it's not up your butt. It's like on your butt. And it's, oh, you poop sprays everywhere. You're like, no, no, no. Poop is not spraying everywhere. It's actually pulling the poop into the... I've used the the tushy before. Yeah. Um, We got my sister one for her 30... She's going to kill me. 37th birthday. Why is she going to kill you? See, that's another thing. Ageism. No, not ageism. Because I'm forgetting which birthday it was. (laughs) Amazing. But you're right. Age doesn't matter. It does not matter. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, tushy, just, just so... You know, yeah, those absolutely. who will be listening to she's just simply a modern bidet that clips onto your existing toilet and mm-hmm. turns any toilet into a bidet. And we've been in this country decimating 15 million trees per year just for toilet paper consumption. You know, 15 billion trees are cut down every single year just for human consumption. You know, a couple of billion of which are just pretty much paper product, you know, most of which 100 million are disposable paper products. So it's really ridiculous what we're doing to our planet and um and i think i think just sharing it from the lens of a disruptive product is and disruptive innovation and disruptive thinking is really important to get people to think about it you know i think based on the businesses that i've started um co-founded and built Mm. um the conversation on periods are completely shifted when i started nobody wanted to talk about it i was uncouth talking about it and the more i talked about it the more i brought shed light on it why is this shameful why is this taboo why are, why are we not allowed to talk about it why is i don't get it all of a sudden people were like yeah wait i don't get it either why am i supposed to like slip my tampon in my arm sleeve and not you know and and like kind of quietly go to the bathroom when every human being is here because of a woman's period mm-hmm. you know why should i like have to run into the bathroom, wipe my ass as fast as possible and get out of there pretending like I never took a shit. Meanwhile, we all shit, you yeah, know, and everybody so it's just, poops, everybody poops. <laughs> and so, um, 
I think for me, sharing is really important in the shifting of consciousness. It's, it's really important in getting a new idea across where, wow, like I'm giving people permission to talk about these things. And I've received so much positive feedback by from saying like, wow, like thank you so much for being open and honest and truthful and authentic and just who you are in all aspects of your life because it's given me permission to do the same. And for me, like that's enough. I mean, if if even one life is shifted for the better because of what I share, then mm-hmm. I'll keep sharing. I'm not sharing it for, you know, for, for ego. I'm not sharing it for anything but fun and also <laughs> to, to, to help shift consciousness. You know, and a doc, it's a fun, it's a fun sort of journal documenting your life. I think I, you know, I, I want to save them for Hero. Um, yes, Hero, your son. How old's Hero? Hero is 20 months. Oh, he's so cute. He's so I just cute. met him. And he's so happy. <laughs> I feel so lucky. Yeah, he's the happiest kid mm. in the world. And I feel like, um, you know, when you have a kid, it's also everything is fresh. You look at everything with a fresh pair of eyes again with him, with your mm-hmm. child. And it's just like, wow, imagine if we can morph the world in a completely different way where there is no shame, where there is nothing that's that's off the limits to talk about, where we can address mm-hmm. anything, talk about anything, and nothing becomes weird. Um, we've just, there's just so many boundaries that society's put on us that make us live inauthentic lives, which is why I think so many people are are... are Depressed, depressed are unhappy are are just dissatisfied with their lives that dull dissatisfaction yeah that that undertone of of eh. maybe sadness yeah. or, or shame um i want there's so much to unpack there so thank you for that i want to um well i don't even know where to go next but you know what what is a taboo and why do we have taboos why do they even exist I mean, taboo is just stuff that are, again, uncomfortable to talk about, something that's forbidden, something Mm -hmm. that, you know, should be kept behind closed doors. And they've been put in place for genuinely for like power dynamic structures Mm -hmm. so that, for example, talking about money is considered tacky amongst the mass population, but amongst very wealthy, they talk about money openly. And so it's acceptable in those in those places, whereas amongst regular people, you've been taught not to talk about it because that just creates that separation between the haves and have nots and mm. those who can talk about it, those who can't. It's just all power. It's all power. If you, you, kn- if you knew how much your CEO was making and you asked, then maybe you'd be a little bit disappointed, I guess, at most public companies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, dip, I'm sh- the gap. I'm, yeah, there, there is there is a there is a big gap there for sure. And I think also um it's it's um it's it's actually fascinating to really unpack all of the biases that you actually have within yourself i mean mm. talking about money talking about relationships you know oh monogamous relationship is the only way to go in this societally acceptable culture is it or is it not i mean for i'm in a monogamous relationship i'm happily in a monogamous relationship but i don't think it's i don't think i'm allowed or entitled to judge anyone who isn't you know, mm. like being gay just not too long ago was considered taboo and not allowed. I mean, today it's different because people are talking about it. People are getting up and sharing like this is bullshit. Like I'm a human mm. being. I have rights. I, I can choose who I love. And and I think all those topics are taboo. You know, um, even talking about the patriarchy or feminism, mm. those ta- conversations are fraught with connotation and um very taboo to talk about oh if you are trying to in quotes fight the patriarchy that means you hate men 
yeah. or if you are a feminist that you're also man hating or um you know to me i think like all most men and women are victims of the patriarchy i think it's only a select few power hungry men who have decided to you know who wanted to control and dominate and the rest basically got in line so i think um going back to the word taboo i think it's just that it's it's something that's not okay to talk about in a public setting mm. um but can be talked about in private sort of more upper echelon settings and would you say that um awareness is probably or potentially one of the kind of foundations of of the work that you do as an entrepreneur and as a writer yeah i mean i think that it's um I think that talking about this stuff, like elevating the conversation, mm. elevating the conversation by simply talking about it is what will break the taboo, what will change the way these things are, these conversations are had. I mean, the fact that with my, my most recent company, Tushy, and by the way, do not go to mm. Tushy.com. It's a very graphic porn site. <laughs> okay. Very graphic porn site. I'll make sure I get the right Go to hellotushy.com. Hellotushy.com. Um, yeah, so... Um, before nobody talked about poop. People were like, <laughs> you know, and yeah. now it's like a dinner table conversation all the time. I mean, we have, you know, we, we've we've sold millions and millions of dollars worth of product. Mm. And so we just like, people are like loving talking about it. People have dinner parties to show off their tushy, you know, <laughs> and talk about it because it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just permission. It's given people yeah. permission to talk about things that everybody does. And it's weird not to like, everybody has to make money in order to survive. So why can't we talk about it? Mm. Everyone poops, everyone pees, everyone farts, you know, farts, women have periods. Women like, fart women fart shocker too. oh yeah we do listening. we do um <laughs> especially when you eat broccoli and cauliflower um and you know it's it's a real it's a real um it's really simple you just talk about it hmm. and so so you're sharing your truth on social media um i guess what what is truth to you what does it mean truth is integrity and mm. integrity means what you're thinking feeling and saying have to align so often what we're thinking in our heads and what we're actually saying out of our mouth is completely different or mm. feeling in our hearts and what we're saying out of our mouths are completely different you know i can see you and i can be like oh hey you know out of my mouth but in my <laughs> head I, I can have some judgments whatever yeah. you know what i mean so it's not i'm not a, that's not an integrity right so mm. being integrity is saying hey, like th this happened, it hurt me, let's talk about it, right? That's being an integrity because what I'm thinking, feeling and saying are in alignment. A lot of people think that they're good people and that they're honest people, but they're completely out of integrity. And that's what integrity is to me. And that's, what is, that's what's truthful to me. It's alignment. So it's, it doesn't matter what is coming up for you necessarily. It's more about- What you're saying matches what you're thinking and feeling. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say what I'm thinking right now is what is the next question that I'm going to ask? And I'm having a hard time, you know, really focusing on your words because I want, I wrote all these questions down, you know, and listen to you on other podcasts and have so much that I know that you can share with the listeners here. And I'm just like, 
instead of listening to the words that are coming out of your mouth, I'm just like looking to my notebook, like what's the next question that I'm going to ask? I love that. I love that. And that's truthful. And that yeah. makes me like have a connection with you more because I'm like, then we can say, okay, great. Let's just have it. Let's just keep rolling and flowing and having a conversation. Yeah. And it'll I'm gonna flow close better. The notebook. Yeah. Great. There you go. <laughs> Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to know, I mean, I, I'm, I want to know more about your relationship with hero. Yeah. And I want to know, you know, how, because this is partially about our relationship to technology, this, this mm -hmm. podcast. And I really want to focus on that. So your mother, what kind of relationship do you want hero to have with technology? Well, first is I'm very, very heavily in like deeply into looking at the electromagnetic radiation mm. um, that's coming from all of our devices and the Wi-Fi and our phones. I actually just haven't, I, I bought a, a reader that reads RF radio, radio frequency. Wow. And you can just see how much like, like a, a sort of pollution that we have, smog from electromagnetic radiation. And we, we don't even know it because they're invisible. And so I'm very, very aware of what, this e-smog electro you know pollution is and so for me my phone is mostly always on airplane mode mm. unless i'm using it and my we turn our wi-fi off I, we unplug our wi-fi every night to give our bodies a rest i mean you really need to there's a film called generation zapped that everyone Ooh. should watched should watch I'll, and, I'll post the link yeah i haven't seen that and it's um really about how we are being exposed to electromagnetic radiation to the tune of 10 billion times more today than since the 1960s and 5g is coming and 5g is coming which is the most dangerous it's 1000 times stronger mm. than 3g 4g towers and because they're short wave radiation waves they're putting these towers every few blocks because they have to power they're saying like we, people get faster speed it's like we have fast speed yeah. we don't need faster speed and it's just again a money making thing and, and those and who are going to suffer are our children not only do we have fast speed but what are we using that speed for? Just for b bullshit browsing 90% of it is bullshit <laughs> really there's no intentionality anymore and the incentives around, you know, what, like, for example, with Facebook and Instagram, their incentives are how long can we keep somebody on our platform and yes. what can we do to keep people on over and over again, which is why, you know, my friends Tristan and Max have started, you know, working on this thing called Center for Humane Technology, which is really all about how do we use technology in a way that's really productive mm. and not just like another drug, you know, like, like addiction, and, you know, for example, like there's a smart meter. So smart meters emit exorbitant amounts of radiation. So smart meters are basically like what the Con Ed, you know, they replacing, they're trying to go and replace all the meters inside people's homes with these, these um, smart meters, which basically can read, they can read um, your, your meter not having to come in like in person and read yeah. it in person. And so, and collect data and yeah, and collect data, of course. And so, and these things are supposed to like kind of like operate like maybe like once a day, but they are literally like sending signals 200 times a minute. Mm. And so it's just these, and these are like huge, powerful things right next on people's homes. And people are getting brain fog. People are getting brain like really, like, like really bad um, headaches from it, which could then eventually create, you know, cause real brain damage, heart, heart issues, their gut issues are so many issues are coming from it. My neighbors, both of them on either side just had smart meters installed 
in their right outside their homes and i i brought my electro reader outside and it was <laughs> going nuts oh my and God. so i basically i'm petitioning them to remove them for they have young children both of them yeah. and they just don't know people do not people know. know and it, it's like an inconvenient truth because we are all addicted to our, our technology so for me with hero he is not allowed to watch any TV. He's not really? allowed to watch anything. He watches only when we're traveling. Okay. So when we're in transit, mm. he's allowed to watch educational song videos and stuff like that. But every night, our Wi-Fi's mm. off. Our everything's our technology's off. My cell phone, our cell phones are all on airplane mode. I actually installed a a, a landline phone. Yeah, so, and I'm going to actually wire my whole house, and so that the the Wi-Fi isn't just coursing through the house all day long. Um, and you know, children in, in in France, all over Europe, they are banning Wi-Fi for children under five years old because of they're realizing the effects of what the EMF radiation is doing, and because it's invisible and because it's so convenient for us, people are just trying to like be like, oh, those are tin foil hat wearing crazies who aren't thinking about it, but it's yeah. actually like it's like 190 scientists went what, to the World Health Organization. That? Like Why I said, is... because there's a because people are addicted. People do not want to believe mm. that they have to stay off their phones that they're completely addicted to. So for me, like when I'm sharing stuff on social media, I intentionally share something that I want to share, mm. and then I turn my phone on airplane mode. Do you ever get caught in um, what am I going to call it? It's just basically you open your phone to share, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, twenty thirty minutes have gone by, and you've gone through like five or ten different apps and no, no, checking no, out no. everybody's stuff. No, no, no. I, I've okay. actually I don't check Facebook anymore. I don't okay. even. I'm not on Facebook really. Instagram is the only thing that I do, and I do Insta Story, mm. which is I just story like what I'm what I want to talk about. Yeah. And then I and then yeah, the the only people I check are some of my friends. I just see what they're up to for the day, you know, and then that's it. But it's really a few minutes. Um, mm. A day for me, it's really about sharing, you know, yeah. and so um, I and it's such a powerful tool for that, right? You yeah. use social media to get your message out, yeah, right, and the messages that flow through you, and, and then the ones I intentionally want to follow mm-hmm. and learn about and read and hear what they're doing. I I I, sh- I look at their things, but it's not just I'm just like scrolling endlessly in, at infinitum. It's mm. actually like. I want to see what my sister's doing. I want to see what these friends are doing. I want mm. to see what, you know, like th- that's it. And then I just kind of like check out some of those things and then I'm off my phone. And mm. I try to keep my phone as far away from me as possible. Like right now my phone's in airplane mode. I don't yeah. need it on. And when um, our fo- when our phones are in our presence, actually our IQ goes down. It's true. I think it's like 15 points or something like wow. that. Wow, that and might also, be crazy. But. And also it, it actually, like we are all like, our cells are interconnected through an electric field. Mm. Like the electrons are circling, like like, our, like the molecules in our body are held together by an electric field. And so to, for people to say that like, oh, cell phones are non-ionizing radiation, and which means that it doesn't penetrate the electron wall in the cells and therefore it's not harmful to the human body, mm. is they're, they're, they were, they're, they're measuring these from 1996 when the regulations were set when only 16% of Americans had cell phones. And there were no smart mirrors or no tablets or no Wi-Fi. There was nothing. So people were like, oh, well, that was set back then. At, so therefore, it's non-ionizing radiation. It's not taking into account the fact that humans are on their phones two-thirds of their lives 
at astronomical on average, levels. On average, nine hours four, a day. Nine hours a day. Okay. Nine hours a day, average American. Wow. Um, That's not, up from. I, I'm I'm interviewing Adam Alter, uh, who wrote Irresistible. Well, nine hours um, a day on 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 screens. On screens. Yes, yeah. including and, which your computer, which is that still Wi-Fi. You're still being coursed. It's coursing and putting through your it on body. your lap. On I your put lap. my computer on my lap all the time. It's, it's terrible. terrible idea. It's a I terrible know. idea. It's like almost too um, late. I would watch Generation Zapped. It's very. It's for the skeptics. I was a big time skeptic about this stuff too because yeah. I was like, oh, I can't see it. I can't feel it. But then I bought the actual like an RF reader, which is like the data doesn't lie. Mm. And when you put it on and you just see the amount of like electromagnetic you know radiation around you it does make you think like look at all of your rooms look at your spaces look at what you're connecting to your house bluetooth i mean internet of things there's going to be 80 80 billion devices connected to each other mm. by 2020 80 billion i mean it is a that's a crazy number it's massive and um which means that when you walk into your house like your bluetooth and your cell and your and you're like you know, like your Alexa and your um, even like your 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 toaster and your heater and everything is not going to be collect- connected to Wi-Fi, which means that you can't escape it. And it's called an electromagnetic soup that you're we're literally in an e soup. Mm. And so, and because you can't see it, people think that oh, it doesn't hurt us. But it's just like it's like if you're eating peanuts all day long, like eventually, like you know, and if you're like. You know, eventually yeah, too it's much, not too, it's much too much of, of anything. Is a bad yeah, thing. exactly. If you're eating, yeah, exactly. Too much of anything is a bad thing. Yeah. So, it's just the level in which we are exposed to this stuff is astronomical. So, for me, like I, I'm, I'm very aware of all of it, especially mm. since I have a young son. I also have a very sense. I'm a sense. I have sensitive heart. Mm. I have a sensitive thyroid as a result of my thyroid. That's why my heart's sensitive. And mm. so I'm just very careful with what I have around my body how does that show up for you sensitive thyroid is it like a lump in your throat often no no for me it's just my heart is sort of like it pounds a little bit harder Mm. and so um and so i can tell when i need to meditate or take a breath that's just not because you're working so hard (laughs) um i mean i think it has to do with electromagnetic radiation big time for sure well our hearts are electromagnetic generators right that's exactly it's all we're we're (laughs) electric motor we're that's exactly what we all are and so i think that that's why for me like i saw that white keyboard thing that i've put in all those things are just basically blocking electric and i'm just seeing how i I just got them so i'm just seeing how i feel so this is relatively new for you this this whole no 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 i've i mean i've had a thyroid thing before i gave birth here but the the exploration of electromagnetic radiation yes it's so funny because i haven't when I consider, you know, humane technology and digital wellness, I'm mostly thinking about our attention and the way that our attention is constantly bombarded. But we're also, it's like ADD, ADHD, melatonin levels, blood-brain barrier effects. It's mm. like, these are all things that are, the, the, the EMF radiation does in addition to the fact that it fucks up with our, fucks our attention up. Yeah. It's, it's all of it. It's an entirely new angle. I mean, it's not only a bombardment of our minds, it's a bombardment of our bodies. Yes. And it's this giant experiment that we have seemingly no agency over. Right. Or we very don't, little because, agency because over. Because if people, if people literally just bought a meter and mm. had it in their homes, they would freak out. Because it's yeah. like, it's like, it's, it's, you can't escape it unless you really do something about it. And so this home, when I walk into my home, I know that it's a safe haven. I know that it's literally on the green, like, but it's, you know, yeah. level, which is like safe. And what's sad to me is this conversation that we're having right now, 
you know, it's like the tinfoil hat stuff, right? Like exactly. there will be people saying, people, oh, oh, this is ridiculous. It's not, this, is, the thing. this good, isn't science, right? Is good it science is, being done on this subject? It is. That's 190 scientists from around the world went to mm. the World Health Organization and literally showed the clear evidence showing that EMF radiation and, and health issues. One of them, like I said- What was, happened? Like, so was this just ignored? It's, it's, it's telecommunications companies have such crazy mm. lobbying, like billions of dollars worth of lobbying that, and they're, and they're all a revolving door. So it's someone who makes the actual decisions in, at the FCC worked at the top telecommunications company. So they're all, they're all interconnected. This seems to be the, the issue with pretty much every Everywhere. industry. That's the thing. It's like, it's like cigarette industry, the big tobacco, mm. the big sugar, all these industries were all initially like cigarettes. Cigarettes are fine. Like doctors are doctors. Them. Everyone <laughs> is saying, and then all of a sudden 30 years later, anxiety. it's the same thing. People don't want to believe People don't want to believe it because they don't. But now the science is that Dr. Martin Powell from Washington State University did a huge study mm. on the voltage-gated calcium channels on our cells. So our cells, on top of them, they basically have these little gates, these these gate, gates that open mm. and close that allow protein to, to, to exit, allow you know calcium to come in and whatever, things like that. And it's all based on voltage because our bodies are electromagnetic fields. Mm. And so when there's too much radiation that's, that's that's like right near our bodies constantly. It basically and for men right by our right, testicles. Yeah, exactly. So it's huge. These voltage gated calcium channels basically stay open for too long, which floods the cells with too much calcium, which then could oxidize the cells. Which then oxidation is one of the one of the most the things that cause to cancer. You know, and wow. so it's like it's it, these are all real studies that again are buried because no because for every study that comes out that talks about this the telecom companies puts out five ten yep. articles saying these guys are hacks these guys are tinfoil hat wearing quacks like stay on your phones like this is technology we're advancing the world these people are trying to keep us behind do you know that there has been zero actual studies done in America to understand the health effects of cell phones and radiation zero and from mm. a from a from a actual like governing body from a telecommunications governing you know with with the government body because because the problem is that from the 1996 when the tca act was formed they said all they did the testing for again 16 percent of americans had cell phones there were those big cell phones that yeah, nobody totally different I totally mean, different this this cell phone i think can process um the same amount of trans of information that the lunar module proce would process in 681 yeah, days. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's and like, you know the other thing about the TCA Act? supercomputer The Telecommunications Act of 1996, and if you read it, it's literally in plain print. It talks mm. about how the two things. One is if, tele if anything from a, any cell phone tower or our cell phones causes any adverse health effects, all telecommunication companies are absolved of any responsibility. Mm. So basically, they have zero what? accountability. That's number one. That's that's in the act. The second thing in the act is if a tower goes up in your neighborhood and you show adverse health effects based on all of a sudden it goes up and you're starting to have like heart palpitations, brain fog issues, you cannot actually ask them to take it down. Like that is in the TCA Act. I mean, you have to lobby really hard. And it's, a, know, it's a public good, right? It's, it's a public, public good. That's it. And so it's just like they say that like, oh, the like what good that it does for the community, it basically over supersedes what it does for an individual. But people don't know that it's affecting everybody. You know, it's again, it's something that people just want to have it kept in the dark because it's just too convenient for us all. Well, it's it's the same. And we're all it's the same it, like thing. Like the cigarette people. You know, yes, or, exactly. It's, it's the not same until thing. it's not until <laughs> there's dirt people. Lung everyone's dying. Comes. It, that's the thing. But right? like the we're problem so reactive. Is, is that the children. I know, but it's too late by then for then. For, but like for us with children, 
children are being exposed to it from day zero, mm. right? So by the time they're 20, they're going to start showing some, re- even earlier, it takes 10 years before people can get brain cancer potentially, right? But like by the time they're 20, there will be exorbitant amounts of health effects for young people. I hope And that's not. what we don't want to have happen. And this is the work that all these scientists are trying to prevent. And everyone's saying, don't not go forward with technology. Technology is important to keep moving everything forward. Fine. Of course. But do it safely. You're an entrepreneur. I'm a venture capital investor. I've been an entrepreneur twice. We care about technology. We care about moving things forward. Do it safely. That's it. And like test it. Make sure it works for you because guess what? You're uh, you, the person who's funding it are being affected by it too. Well, what I find so interesting, so in this book, Irresistible, you know, most technologists in Silicon Valley do not allow their children to have exposure to these devices. Right? Exactly. It's so like, it's why? Never exactly. get high on your own supply. Exactly. Right? It's crazy. Exactly. And in Silicon Valley, they're like, oh, they're all put, they're all taking the putting EMF things all over their stuff. Like it's it's true. It's like they're putting they're putting EMF precautionary like barriers around different things in Silicon Valley. So obviously they know what's going on. And so yeah. it's, it's exactly, and the children, exactly. Like they're trying to, they're, they're preventing their children from using it, but they're, they're telling everyone else to use it. It's so frustrating, you know, it, it almost feels, we have, we have so many, it's, it's just like the, the attention crisis, right? Like yeah. in our country, it's, it's subtle. And when there's something subtle where the consequences are felt over a long period yeah. of time, we don't act. It's like the environment. We need a catalyst. The environment, 46% of trees have been decimated on earth. Like mm. literally 15 billion trees are cut down every single year. For what? For what? For the Toilet dumbest, paper. for shit that doesn't, act, doesn't even actually clean. Shit. And actually it doesn't <laughs> even clean you. 30 million combined cases of chronic urinary tract infections, hemorrhoids, anal fissures, anal itching, all of that is caused and exacerbated by toilet paper because literally, would you use dry paper on any other dirty part of your body? Never. You jumped mm. in your shower and not turn the water on, would you, and just use dry paper to like wipe your dirty bits, would you be like, I'm clean? You know, it's like, of course not. Like, and it's literally the dirtiest it's part the dir- of your body. It's like the dirt, and you're like taking dry paper and smearing it up your into your butt. Like, it's causing 30 million cases of chronic anal itching, anal, anal like itching, hemorrhoids, yeah. like urinary tract infections because you know it, it basically creeps up to the women's vaginal canal because all that E. coli, all that infection and bacteria stays there. It's just ridiculous. And it's previously it was inex- inaccessible for the average person to, you know, you have these beautiful... I go to I go to Asia all the time. These Toto toilets everywhere. Of course, but they're like thousands of dollars. You know the butt warmers on exactly. The seat. And my so product nice. is sixty nine dollars. So the idea is that incredible. like, what is disruptive innovation? Disruptive innovation is an innovation that creates a new market, mm. which eventually overtakes an existing market. Right? You think about like sixty nine dollars, and how long does that product so last? Because like, I'm thinking about like the, it lasts how much I pay on toilet years, paper a year. years and years and years, like five wow. ten whatever. For my, my my products have lasted me like five years, and I, I bought you know I started with a prototype years ago. That's great. You know. And so um, um, you think about the Model T car, right? So mm. like before before cars became readily available, before it disrupted the horse and buggy category, cars e- existed, but for the very wealthy. And so it didn't disrupt mm. the category. Only only a few people had it. But as soon as the, excuse me, as soon as a Model T car came into existence, everyone could afford it. And therefore it completely disrupted the horse and buggy category. Mm. So similarly, in the bidet world, right right now, <laughs> toilet paper is what's affordable to the masses and is what's been acceptable and what's been taught by our grandparents and great-grandparents since 1890s. Mm. And so using water is, first of all, very foreign to us. It doesn't, no one understands it. One of the only main reasons why Americans haven't adopted the bidet is because 
A, a French person invented it and the English hated the French. And B, during World War II, when American soldiers went to Europe and would fight in World War II, they would go to French brothels and they would, they would see bidets in French brothels mm. and they associated bidets as something sexual and dirty. And so they came back and they were like, we were never in brothels. We think it's disgusting. We're it not always like, comes back to sex. It, it? It's just it's, so it's annoying. Like, yeah. And it's just like, meanwhile, everyone is here because of it. Without it, we wouldn't be here. So what? The, that's another insane taboo. taboo. That's just like, wait, all well, of a sudden we've decided that breasts are sexual things. Oh my God. And it's this like is, ridiculous. It's absurd. The fact that the fact that breastfeeding videos have been banned on social media and like showing a nipple. This is a perfect example. So Cher, right? Mm. Cher had a daughter who 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 is now trans who, who Cher is, of Sonny and Cher. Cher, yeah. Cher well, the, Cher the, the, Cher the, the icon, the singer. What did she sing? Um, you I, believe I, in love, love after, after love, love. Okay, yeah, cool, and all cool. the other songs, right? So <laughs> yeah. she, so her, her, um, her, her daughter transitioned from man to woman, mm. right? So had a, it's transgender. Great, all, more power to, to him. Mm. Perfect thing is that he did a before after because she because he got the breast removal operation where he got his breasts removed oh so so it's so woman to man woman so to man breast removal okay. so they showed a before after picture of shares now son what what he looked like before and after of his top surgery mm. and the breasts were x'd out and his top as a man were not and it was like the it's most ridiculous. telling obvious thing. It's like the same person just because when he was a woman, you had to you had to like blur out the nipples, but the same exact nipples with the fat removed are now considered acceptable for people to see. It's ridiculous. Because, and the only reason why men have been allowed to show their nipples because they had to cover their their nipples too back in the day. But then they fought and they lobbied and they picketed to have that lobby that rule. Oh yeah, changed. like in the twenties. In the twenties, you see men's bathing, suits, bathing where suits where they yeah. have a top as well. That's and then so they lobbied to basically have that removed. So men got the ability to be topless and not women. And it's like so ridiculous. I mean, for me, like- Well, because God forbid you had your boobs out, right? We wouldn't be able to control ourselves. It's just- We're just so in- incapable of self-control. And in Africa and many parts of, of the world, there. their indigenous populations, pressed, it doesn't matter. They're Even just- Even in Europe, you go to a, a beach and you can have your boobs out. It's a vehicle to feed your child. It's yeah. like- for us, over-sexualization of body parts that we've again decided which part is sexual is ridiculous. I mean, literally out of our vaginas, mm. pee comes out, babies come out. It's and incredible. All of a we can't show that because it's sexual because we've decided. It's just it's just so ridiculous. I know. But it's baby like, steps, right? Like baby steps. Yeah. Because, because you know, I, I, I admit, you know, I think I mentioned this to you before. I grew up with two older sisters. You know, I grew up in a house with three women. Right. You know, everyone cycled together, including me. Like it right. was, it was, you know, it, it was not taboo within the house, but here I am an adult male and the idea of talking about a period and the idea of breastfeeding on social media makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Well, then that's exactly what you should be, why it's important for us to have this conversation. Yes. So you have to self-reflect and say, wow, that is that the indoctrination is so deep. So deep. It's so deep that I have to like, again, let myself watch it over like i suggest you watch empowered birth project on social media mm. it, which is an incredible it, it basically shows babies b- 
being birthed well, out I of a vagina. Well, I passed out during a Miracle of Life video in high school, so well, I'm just a blood, I'm a blood person. Like I've, well, I mean, if you blood watch, tests make me pass you, out. <laughs> excuse me, if you watch all this gory shit you just That's said, true, I know. you watch this on TV, and so and you can't do that. One's more Again, real than the other. It's compartmentalizing, and that's just that to me also needs to get completely blown out, mm. oh, blown open. I th- so for me, like before I gave birth, I started watching Empowered Birth Project on social media, and I just. At first, I was like, oh, oh, gross, weird. And we're seeing a baby's head come out of a va- vagina. It was so, and now I'm so like empowered by it. I think it's so powerful what women go through, like mm. how all humans, if, if you know, so are much born, strength are burned, to go through something birthed. like that. Like it's so magical. And I think it's, again, it's about seeing something and talking about something over and over again until you're desensitized by it. But my husband, when we first started dating, was like, oh, periods, ha. Huh? And then now he's like talking to women, being like, so do you have period proof underwear or do you have like, period <laughs> stains, you know, on your underwear in the back of your drawer? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And people, are, women are like, what? And then, like, I mean, I used to see those as a child, right? Like, exactly. and, it, and it was totally like normal. It was not taboo. That's and the thing. Like... But, but, that's, but, but it's taboo for you now, right? Yeah, so it's it is. Like, it's crazy. So it's just really about everyone needs to check with their check in their check in with their own biases mm. and see like which is why for me like being intentional about what I follow and who I follow like Empowered Birth Project really gives me the space and freedom to really like allow myself to no longer be weirded out by something that's so human and so normal and so natural. So now again, just it's a perfect example. I went from being like, oh my God, this is so crazy gross. I can't even believe this baby's coming to now being like, fuck yeah, woman, you got this. Like, you know, I'm being so empowered Mm. by it. So it's a perfect example of that. What does the start of a movement look like? Like a new category, a new way of thinking. Like what? I think it's really talking about these taboo subjects. Mm. I really do. I mean, I think, you know, talking like uh, what's a blue ocean category? What's a white space? A blue ocean is basically when there's no other competition. Mm. And why is there no other competition? Because nobody's talking about it. Mm. You know, huge business opportunity, multi-billion dollar business opportunities. For Mm. me, I, I just stumbled upon these because I've had personal pain points, period accidents every month. I hated pooping because I would have to jump in the shower and use exorbitant amounts of toilet paper and wet wet the toilet paper and then wipe my butt with the wet toilet paper. It was just yeah. such a process for me. I still struggle to find the right toilet paper as well. It's just disgusting. You're painful. probably have a hairy butt. And so as a result, <laughs> guess. well, because you're, a, I don't know, you can tell. And so um, and so as a result, you probably have little bits of poop and toilet paper stuck in there the constantly. It's disgusting. It's true. And it's disgusting. <laughs> it's so you know, gross. and so it's like to use water is critical mm. for everyone. Because like, if you're a woman, you want to keep yourself clean down there because you don't want to crawl up into your vagina and cause you, you're in a Eco-Li. Infections, E. coli, yeah. etc. For men, dingleberries, your anal itching, all this stuff Gross. down there. Disgusting. There's a study that conducted where a thousand men's underwear were taken and reviewed, and 100% of them had poop stains and like skit, like hmm. like fecal matter on them. I think um, uh, it's not Amy Poehler. Um, Amy Schumer maybe talks about this in one of her stand-ups. Yeah. You know, she's like, I've seen your underwear, guys. Like, it's I know disgusting. What it like. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's absolutely disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, I, I know. Uh-oh. I yeah. think we're we're running we're, past, we're running yeah. over. Um, I wish that we had more time. Uh, thank you, Mickey. Yeah. This is so fun. Maybe we can do this again sometime. Totally, definitely. Okay, yeah, keep, cool. Keep it keep it going. I feel like we're just getting into the juicy stuff now. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll post you know your socials underneath, but where yeah. can people follow you? How can people find you? 
you know, let's list off the companies real sure. quick. Yeah. Um, if you want to check out my restaurants, go to mm. eatdrinkwild.com. They're gluten-free farm-to-table pizza restaurants. My favorite food, pizza. Yep. And they're all healthy, but delicious. Don't taste healthy. doesn't taste healthy at all. Mm. Um, my most recent company is called Tushy. Go to hellotushy.com. Mm. Um, and then my books, I started Things Superior Proof Underwear. We didn't even talk Icon. about your books. Yeah. I've... So that's fine. So my first book is called Do Cool Shit. And mm. um, it's really, it's in the, the subject, the, 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 the tagline is, quit your day job, start your own business and live happily ever after. Mm. And so it's really about entrepreneurship and lifestyle design, how to design your life and business in the way exactly the way you want. Mm. And then my most recent book that just came out this January is called Disrupt Her. Go to disrupther.co, not .com, disrupther.co. And you can see a video of me being birthed out of a vagina, um, which is like the the launch video of the book. Um, you'll especially love that, Mark. Um, and, Sounds great. Yep. And... Um, um, and, and so, and disrupt and, her is really about a, it's a manifesto for the modern woman, and it really is looking at all of the societal preconceptions that are holding us back and that are keeping us small and that are preventing us from talking about things like money and relationships and you know our career path and the culture of stuff and how much why we always want more and more stuff like it's just mm. such deep indoctrination how we have to get serious as we grow up and how we have to stop living in a childlike state of curiosity playfulness and awe how Amazing. we have you know talking about the patriarchy feminism talking about you know, all these things are so taboo. And it's just like, how can we completely disrupt all of it and mm. allow ourselves to face every category of our lives with the most authentic, powerful, lit up way possible? Thank you so much. I'm so fired up right now. And I just want to say, just like to close, I'm really excited for this world that we're entering where there are more women leaders, more women entrepreneurs women have taught me the most in my life. And I think that like, that's what we, that's what we as a society need. Mm. We need to move into the empowered feminine. And that's yes. going to, that's going to be the yes. catalyst for change here. Yes. I love so, that. Yeah. And then the, and then you. my social is just, I only do really Instagram at Mickey Agrawal and then you can put that on the ground and MickeyAgrawal.com. And you get to see Hero. He's adorable. Yes. He's, he's really, and he has his own Insta Instagram handle too, but check it out later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take Thank care. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed that episode and I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. It's been a really fun ride so far. I just get so excited every time I meet some of these incredible people and just love sharing their stories and, and ideas with you all. You can learn more about the show at thelookuppodcast.com. That's T-H-E, lookuppodcast.com. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Wark Meinstein, W-A-R-C-M-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N on both Twitter, Instagram, um, and Medium, and Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page for the show as well, The Lookup Podcast um, on Facebook, so check us out. Uh, you can also subscribe to our mailing list on the website for more future updates. If there's anything from the show that you want to catch, I've posted that in the show links for you to check out. And if there's any way that I can improve, please let me know. Feel free to reach out. 
If you have any guest recommendations, please let me know. Other than a couple of individuals who are helping me out in the background, you know, this is a passion project and I'm always open to feedback and any kind of support. I want to thank Sam Palumbo and Patch Kid Music for the sound editing and the intro and outro song that he created. And I want to thank Hello There Collective for their support on my social media. You can check them out at hellotherecollective.com. All right, that's enough for me. I'm sure you're ready to go on to your next activity. Thank you for listening. And please come back again next week for another episode of the Look Up podcast. 